This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to a special Blood Red spin-off podcast. My name is Paul Wheelock and I'll be co-hosting this show along with Paul Philbin. Hello. And our special guests this evening are four members of the Spinecop 1906 supporters group. Phil Walton. Hi. Sam Evans. Yeah. Louis Steele. Hi. And Patrick Fitzhans. Hi. And we're also delighted to be joined by Liverpool season ticket holder Steve Martin, whose voice you'll know from Anfield FM. Afternoon. Well, we'll kick off with the, the story of the Spine Cup 1906 and, and how each of you got involved. And we get a lot of listener, listeners on our podcast from around the world who, who know about Liverpool Football Club but may not know so much about the culture and the sports group behind it. So can you just talk us a little bit about, about what you do and what you've been doing? Yeah, pretty much. Um, we started out as a group for... Not sure, it was like four or five years ago now, maybe a little bit longer. Just a group of heads, um, sort of got together nearly. Um, there were different coaches who did different sort of things, and we all like sort of flew under separate banners nearly. Um, the man and pun. Um, so sort of we all got together and sort of um, joined heads and said, How can we sort of bring about creating the atmosphere for everyone rather than one group do this, one group do that? Um, I was asked by the original members to get along from the very beginning nearly um, and again it was just about making sure the atmosphere was good, how we're going to create uh, different ideas that all different lads brought across to just make the atmosphere and Anfield better nearly, home and away um, and that was pretty much why Spinecoff was, was formed um, really, and it's sort of just gone on and on and on from there with different ideas, different groups of lads coming in um, again just helping to create build an atmosphere and fields that we thought was lacking um, sort of about five or six years ago I think you can even go some before then because obviously RTK was the first one we played in the car, which obviously started when 306 formed and then realistically I think the, the biggest breakthrough that was when Torres came and we had the Torres bounce I think that's when actually we claimed got, got bigger and better, like that grew then obviously the 1906 lads come along after that but I think the very very first game they actually produced the display was Notts County in the oh no, the first one was Fulham our first one was Fulham away we did that was when we as a group decided we'll all stand together all sit together and the, the first team to sort of look at bringing like a group and then creating sort of displays that you see across Europe sort of on a weekly basis that we wanted to sort of create here um, not so much as like an ultras type thing because we're not ultras but sort of just like bringing back as I say displays Making the atmosphere better, both as I say, and home and away. And have you noticed the difference in the work you've done over these last five years? Yeah, massively. Um, still a long way to go, but but yeah, um, absolutely. As I say, one of the one of the things was now, as I say, you'll notice that there's more flags at, um, on the cop. It was very much before Spino, Spino Cup nineteen oh six that everyone brought an individual flag and a couple were don- donated. Um, to certain people who, who put them out but there was never a guarantee that they would all be there every week um, from the formation of, of our group we've now ensured that sort of pretty much every flag is out every week and as I say that, that shows now because instead of having like a couple of them might have been three or four there's now you know an excess of about 15 um, on the cop every week this must be a busy time for you as well, you know, with the, the Champions League kicking off next Tuesday with, with Paris Saint-Germain. Have you got any particular plans made for, for the big games coming up? Yeah, we pretty much leave it to the young, to the young lads now. <laughs> to sort of, yeah, we're, 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 getting, we're getting on now, waving flags and so on. That's so we've got new lads come through 
um, in the past season or so. Um, the likes of Sam and Sam's mates and they sort all the flags. So I'll pass that to you. What do you think? Um, you know, the big game's obviously important. So you know, we collect funds by with the merchandise and things, and you know, with that we make displays and things like that. Uh, the big games, especially the Champions League games, you know, it's, it's obviously important. And last season proved that. You know, it helped us get to the final. Yeah, but I think the players and the manager particularly has spoke, hasn't he? We, we all know about the famous Anfield atmosphere on European nights, but it seemed to go up a level last season. Would that be fair to say? I think the club, the club aren't soft. The club sell the twelfth man, the famous Anfield experience. Every time there's a package, be it Thomas Cook or anything, it's always what they think. Yo, and ultimately, if these lads weren't there, what do the clubs sell? You know, the fans come, they take the pictures, they all film you never walk alone, they all do it, but. If these lads don't do what they do, what do the clubs have? There's advertisements everywhere around Anfield now, above the cop, standard charters. Tell me why that's there. Because they film, you never walk alone. Yeah. They film the flags, they film the banners, and lo and behold, the sponsors everywhere. And the lads do what they do because they want to give the club and the team the best backing. So it goes hand in hand, but the club are only appreciated of them because they get back in the team. Yeah, because I know it's funny you can say now with the money in the game, some people go, oh well, you wouldn't need season ticket money anymore. You wouldn't need supporters there, but that's a great point, isn't it? You know, without that atmosphere, particularly with Liverpool, it's not the same club, is it? You know, but but do you think the the club are beginning to appreciate that more as well now? You know, we've seen what's happened in the summer with like Jamie Webster going away on the tour. Do you, are you sensing that change? I think I think there's been a change for the past basically since Tony Bader got the job when his role brought the fans, brought the on. He built a lot of bridges, you know. Well, obviously we're going to talk about what happened with the walkout and that later on, but that was the club scene that if these boys stop going, there's 20 lads behind, we'll take them tickets and they'll pay whatever it costs. But if them lads go, Liverpool's not the same. Have, have you had a better relationship with the club in recent years? Yeah, sometimes it's, it's been a it's been a bit touch and go. Um, you know, the, there was the, the black flag um, protest when he wanted us to wear accreditation and things, but... Um, it's certainly, certainly improved in the, in the past sort of two seasons. They've been open to it, uh, us more, open to more ideas, certainly willing to work with us. Um, so, um, for instance, our displays, where we want to put them, how we how we make them, um, and stuff like that, they're, they're very much open to it. The stewards will work with us. Um, the, the stewards all know what's going on. The stadium manager knows what's going on, he'll know that there's a display, it's going to be at this point in the cop, and they'll, they now, rather than sort of just leave it on, no, you can't go there, what are you doing? They facilitate, they, they work with us to facilitate, obviously, you know, uh, to, to make it work, essentially, and that's obviously with the help of the young lads and um, uh, the older lads on our group working together with the club to, to as I say, ensure that we can do what, what we can do, and they sort of, you know, do what they have to do. Um, legally and obviously whatever you wait for town to do yeah that's what I mean from a health and safety point of view yeah. the thing with these lads as well is they're not just representing Liverpool football club the good lads who are giving up a lot of their time um, so they, they they don't need to spend hours painting flags or whatever, whatever they're doing and not only do they represent Liverpool football club well but they're representing the city well hard working lads who will give up the time to display Liverpool football club in the way that they are and also it's the city. People come to the city. People from the city, no matter what, 
they see that and go, wow, Liverpool's amazing, isn't it? The fans are great. And it's all down to these two putting in their hard work their own time when they don't have to. I mean, I think it's, I think it's a point that raised that obviously while the 19 Ocean's Lags do do their supplies, there are other families on the other side of the cop who do do their bit. And as a whole, the cop looks special and its own right. But the fundamental and the whole purpose that the, the lads in the position they are now, it was all down to that walkout. Yeah, should, should we touch on that? That walk was February 2016, wasn't it? If I'm, if I'm right to remember, it was pretty yeah, yeah. a big occasion, just not for Liverpool, for, for, for football fans generally, that something like that would happen. Yeah, ab- absolutely, it was it was massive. There, there were little ones before that, to be honest, that, that sort of kept us going. There was the whole boycott. Not that really, I think, but spared, spared the, the 77 minute walk out on. Because I mean, let's be honest. We're just a bunch of lads, to be honest. We're a bunch of, you know, we're, we're not, we're not saying that we're like we're Liverpool's, you know, be all and ends all. Certainly not. So we can't command what the fans do. And um, we asked, as I say, a whole. We asked for people to buy kids tickets and not go. Come and watch it in the sorry. Um, we thought we might get a few hundred. We got a thousand. A thousand people didn't turn up to a Liverpool away game. It was massive. We never really thought that we could get that. So then, when the seventy-seven minute came about, it was strange because we've worked with the club for a while discussing ticket prices. Um, some of the lads in the group had, had worked for about ten months, engaging every month on on you know what we wanted to see, what the club wanted to see, and sort of come up with an idea for everyone. And then I think it was on the Friday, or was it? I think it might have been announced the week before. They just came out with it. This. Mad, this mad pricing structure and it was it was crazy. Well, Ian Air came out didn't he? and he said we've spoke to a few people and some people are willing to pay seventy seven pounds. So you know that bracket is for the people who are willing to pay seventy seven pounds. But you know that means that if if there were a thousand tickets at seventy seven pounds, that means a thousand people who can't afford it can't go in. And that was our that was our thing really. It was a bit. Well, that's a bit strange. They made this thing about how some tickets have gone down in price and some people have gone others. And that was one of the main things that we wanted to get out. You know, it's not a case of, oh, you're all right, Jack. Some people are really being outpriced, especially in the main stands and, and the centenary. Um, so we got together after, as I say, the, we got together after the, the uh, announcement and it was sort of like, well, what can we do? What can we do as a group to sort of say, we're not having this? Um, one of our mates, um, Willow, came up with the um, the idea. He said, well, why don't we have a walkout? Now's the time. We've never done anything like that at Anfield. It's never been done. Um, why don't we? And we'd had previous displays in the past. For I mean, they were some of our earlier displays. Spying Cop's earliest displays were about ticket prices. The one at Wigan, um, with, the black, with the fat cats at Wigan. Yeah, we had we had the, the fat cats at Southampton we had the big meerkat at Wigan um, the Arsenal one we had loads out there with the, the lava bird with the cold and the copies upside down and sort of it was like well you haven't took that into consideration what can we do as I say we'll all put the, the walkout idea and we all agreed to it um, next minute there were like lads buying you know packs of like um, printing paper printing off thousands of our statements um, all the lads got around the ground handing them out you know rather than sitting in the pub before the game thousands of, of, of leaflets walk out on 77 walk out it's got to be done do it and during the week 
it, it ended up being like a hashtag walk out on 77 everyone was talking about it not just in Liverpool it was like discussed nationally what's it going to be like it, it sort of got a little bit above our heads really because we were like oh god you know what happens if 200 walk out and it, you know no one makes a fuss it's going to look sort of bad on us really but the 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 outcome was unbelievable. Ten to fifteen thousand people walking out. I I had a personal issue. Unfortunately, I I couldn't attend the game. Um, so I was I was watching um, soccer Saturday at home, and it sort of got to like the seventy fifth minute, and it was like, what is it gonna happen? What's gonna what's gonna happen? And it was either Paul Mason or Matt Letitia who was doing Liverpool, and it got to seventy seven, and Jeff went, Jeff Stellan went. Right, what's happening in Anfield? And he said, thousands are walking out, and I was, I was like, oh my god, thousands! This is unbelievable. Straight away, it was going on social media. It was going everywhere, and um, you know, and, and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. There was a lad walking across the cop dressed as like uh, the Grim Reaper, and everyone. It just seemed like everyone was back in it. It was in, it was incredible. Really, it was, being in the ground, it was the seventy second, seventy second minute. And you could see people's tensions and body language was changing. It was like the people who were going were building up. You, you yeah. could feel excitement, and the people who were going to stay in the seats were like cowering away. The shoulders were turning. You could see them all being tense because no one knew what was going to happen. No one knew how many were going to walk and how many were going to stay. And in the seventy-second minute, I remember I turned around and looked at like three oh six, and it was John Joyt. He stood up on his chair and went out the ground on seventy-seven, clapping hands. And Richie, the three oh six block went mad, yeah. and I, I, I got goosebumps thinking about it because it was such a powerful movement in fans doing stuff and fans yeah, fighting yeah. back. This was bigger. This was bigger than saying, you know, enough's enough got blandered around. That was a big thing. Enough's enough. We need to back this now. This wasn't just a thing. I had, there was a statement that I I put on my my, my Facebook and my Twitter. My granddad took my dad. My dad took me. I can't take my lad. And that was the biggest thing for me because it wasn't just us, it wasn't the next generation, it was the generations after them because if this didn't stop, there was no ceiling point. I think it, it, it certainly opens up the eyes of not just Liverpool but the, the Premier League. Mm. You know, from that, on, on the back of that walkout, I fully believe the £30 away ticket was a direct result of that 77 because if they thought Liverpool could do it, Crystal Palace were quite active as a as a group, the Homsdale fanatics of, of their prices. Um, and we did so with the SOS we did marches on um on, on the, the Premier League headquarters and know Crystal Palace did individually on their own. Um and so I think it was sort of the starting point of fans aren't accepting this anymore, not just Liverpool, this was the start for everybody. Um, that this could seriously take off you're going to end up with no people in the ground um, it was incredible really. I always remember sitting there when Sunderland equalised and I was like oh no how is this going to go yeah. people gonna go, are people going to blame Spying Cop for you know leaving the ground telling everyone to leave and we do but it actually worked in, in our favour because it just made the story even bigger Fan power is massive. I don't for one minute reckon that Liverpool, you know, conceded two goals because the fans got off. But it certainly opened the talk. That it could have been. It could have been, yeah. yeah. There, was a, there was a funny thing about it because obviously the, the people who weren't supportive of the walkout, their thing was support the team. 
and then the people left in the ground booed them off and everything was like goal winning. So you couldn't make it up. They stayed in the ground to support the team and then booed them off in full time. Great support, that <laughs> lads well in it. Do you know what I mean? There was that day for me was monumental. It's certainly not off our radar. The the price is still alright. It's not like we've just stopped and accepted it. Um, we still think it's too high. We're certainly monitoring the situation. I think this season is the last season for the £30 away cap. Um, that's certainly going to be looked at. Again, it's not just going to go back to, you know, you, you wonder what them prices would be now if, um, if, if it wasn't for that. Um, but certainly, as I say, that it's something that we are looking at. And to the, to the credit of the club, well, not so much to the credit of the club, but to, to be fair to, as I say, FSG. They did come out literally straight away and went, you know what, we hold our hands up, we got that wrong, we've got that seriously wrong and we're going to rectify it and we're going to rectify it immediately. And then they sort of, they did, you know, to the credit, they could have just sat there and gone, well, go ahead, you 15,000 you got off, we've got 25,000 on a waiting list. But, you know, they turned around and and fair play to them, just went, we've got this wrong, we'll fix it. I think they they realised though that was the heartbeat of the club. That and what then people what walked. Like I remember standing outside home mate and there's a video and the way that crowd streamed out, it was like going back to the eighties. You could see it, it was just young, old scousers who got it and realised that they pushed it too far. Not just scousers obviously because everyone knows how far and wide the people on the SOS committee are from all you know, they're all over the UK. It's not that wasn't just a scout thing, it was a Liverpool thing and it was the people who got it. They realised, and I, you know, I go back to it again. It was a generation thing, and the generations what walked out weren't doing it for me. They weren't doing it for us. They were doing it for the next lot. Yeah, absolutely. That that was a, that that was the main thing. And as you say, I, you know, you're saying the young and old. I, I wasn't there on the day for for personal circumstances, but I remember one of the lads said, "I was seeing your dad walking out," and I'd said to me dad, and I'd said to me dad later in the, the build up, oh, "Please, you know, this is massive. Please walk out." Um, I, I was like, you know, I. I was against, you know, certain protests in the past month, but please, you've got to do it. Someone said, he's seen, he's seen my dad walking out some fist pumping as he left. And I thought, oh, that, that, that's great, you know what I mean? It, it, it was a special moment for me that, to, to have my dad back. And then, Tony, recently, as I say, before I ever knew that I was coming on to talk about this, it was only recently I actually like looked back on YouTube at the 77-minute walkout, the, you know, the videos on YouTube, and you see match going, lads walking out, singing We Love You Liverpool outside the ground and stuff like that, and it it just makes you think, it just makes you think how big it actually was. It, it wasn't... It, it, the fact that 15,000 people walked out, it, it, was, it, it was unbelievable, really, just as I say, for the group to just say, look, enough, this is enough to then as you say get out to, to, for everyone to do it it, it was just incredible I think your journalist aren't you as well mm-hmm. as being a, a home and away supporter since that kind of seismic moment, seismic moment wasn't it like have you noticed you think things have changed for the better looking at it from both points of view they've changed the, there's definitely a way of improving it like as Phil just said prices are still too high but that day, got looking back at it myself, I've, I haven't been that nervous in a football ground for so long because it was a day of, it's now or never. Like, for I think for many people, it was if this doesn't go right, I'm walking away from this. And luckily, what happened happened, and yeah, and the Premier League quickly reacted to that as well. And the thirty pound cap coming with away tickets, uh, FSG 
geez, you turn. But things still need to be done. We can't just accept what it is now. And as it's, it's not just the Premier League. It, it needs to be taken further. And you know, the Championship think that they can get away with it. You look at the likes of Leeds, Sheffield Wednesday, massive, ma- massive clubs in in, in England. In, and you know, team. Teams who take massive fan bases get exploited, and it's not just in the Premier League. It's everywhere. You know, Leeds will easily take fifteen thousand, two thousand to an away game, uh, where you know the following home game, you know there could be a crowd of three hundred away fans. So they just sign milk. Those, those big teams in the Championship. So, they, I think one of the main things that we first did, you know, look was look after sort of the Premiership, but I think that. Together, the the football need the football league certainly need to be thinking. You know, where they they can't just get away with it. You it know, needs to be a universal thing. I think a statement in from the club point of view that they are still listening. The Chelsea tickets for the yeah. Carlin Cup yeah. game next week. Yeah. Well, sorry, two weeks now. You know, I didn't like him going a cop for twenty quid. I never thought I'd see it. Johnny didn't. I thought the cheapest kids ticket would be twenty quid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So the fact that they have done that, you know, they do deserve to have that. Well, they didn't have to do that, but they have. So let's embrace that and say well done. But let's not. If you know, if you do get another big draw next time, let's not think you're going to speak. I mean, you know, the Kiev, the expenses, the Kiev and that. The club actually listened and said you can pay your ticket over four months. Yeah. And again, it's all down to Tony Barrett being in that position. Because I just don't think he has built the foundations to think there is now a process in place. You can go to people and get your voices heard. The fact that the COO is as active on Twitter, he reads all their messages because he replies to the ones that he thinks he can get good PR from. Americans are amazing at PR. They say the right things at the right time, but when they get it wrong, they realise very, very quickly. Hence the statement how quick to come out of the workout. I think the lads need to have a chat now for the yeah. information. <laughs> 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 We've got to get the next generation involved. What, what did you make of the Chelsea tickets, lads? You know, the you know, lads have just left school, you know, and the, t- the tickets, as Steve was saying there, you know, the prices, you know, should be like that every week, and it's great to see, you know, dad, like getting on the cop for 20 quid. You need to see more of that, and, you know, more of the generations coming up, making it more of the more affordable for us and not pricing us out. Yeah, it was funny, I went to the, uh, I was working at the Champions League semi-finals and final nights at Anfield doing like podcasts there, like um, you know, speaking to fans outside and it was quite funny, a lot of lads and the dads or daughters and the dads, mums and the daughters, they were all saying this is my first time at the ground, you know, because it was cheap to get in, wasn't it? And it, it, it made me think like, wouldn't it be great if they could get in there all the time for like that? So this Chelsea thing is a, is a step forward, you know, all the great oh, one. Just uh, one, one thing I'd say, there is like, I'm like 20 and all lads so I started going to the game but when I was like well a young lad like 6, 7, 8 a lot of them have been placed out of it now I think it's like one of the reasons I've been involved with Spank Up 1906 is because me, Sam, Lewis like we do know we're lucky that we can get to games and there's not many of us and if we're the last of our generation you worry about what's going to happen to the generation Coming behind you because there's, I, know, I know a lot of my mates now don't bother with the game anymore because they haven't been in that I've been lucky enough to have season tickets since I was 6, 7 but I know I am one of the lucky ones. As all lads my age, I've just never got that and then never got the routine of going the game. And as a result, I'm now not interested. So I think it, with the Chelsea tickets, for example, it's important that you do get an next generation, not just going to the one-off game and being and as if it's a day trip kind of thing, because I'm the way I am about Liverpool and I'm the way I am about getting involved with the flags and stuff like that, because I've been lucky enough to go every week and then I get it. Yeah. You can't, don't get it by going every now and again. So the club needs to work on that because if they want not trying to like big ourselves up, but with one more supporters, 
like the lads who do the selections behind Cop 906 and stuff, you've got to get them early and you've got to get them in a routine of going so then they get it and then want to be involved and stuff like that. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Just an interesting point, that. do you think, like, lads of your age, like, I'm in late 30s now, do you think there's two, there's other attractions than footy? If they don't go, they may never go, because, like, when I was growing up, you'd go with a game, you know, yeah. because you could get a ticket for the game. Do you think it's different with, like, lads of your age now, who, who may not go, they could drift away from football? Yeah, I it sounds silly and stuff, but with our generations, there's, there's so many other distractions and stuff, so lads I know, who I grew up with, when we were younger, I'd be going to the game or whatever, they'd be sitting in and playing on FIFA. It sounds like a silly thing to say, but I think people from our generation have a different relationship with football than I did. And I know I am one of the lucky ones who has been able to go and stuff. But even the next generation below us now, they're going to have even more distractions. But if the club want like a local fan base coming through, and not not just local, but just young supporters who get it. And again, like I think this club needs to look at it long term as well. If you want a next generation of supporters, that's years and years of income and loyal support. And if they claim to think like we really do appreciate the fan base and you're what gets us the finals they need to get that early and they need to start working on it I think there's a, there's a bigger point to that for me because I just think it's more of a family thing £20 for a dad and the cop is brilliant next week Premier League game that the lad turns into 90 quid mm-hmm. now for the family to fork that out three times a month people can't, do, can't justify it <coughs> I, my first season ticket was 89 that's how I remember when I was a kid I think it was £35 standing up in a cop very very lucky I've had it since then if I've got to take my lad when he's old enough to go to sit next to me in the car, I'm going to have to rent someone to take off them. Yeah. That's the problem you've got. You can't get in. You can't get that football fix. You need that fix. You need to go. You need to be enthralled. You need to get it. If you're going once to the Chelsea game and then the next round of the Carling Cup drawn away, the next round of the Carling Cup drawn away, then we got a hold. And then we got a hold again. Your football fix is seven weeks apart. That ticket might then be 35 quid in the family. Well, I can't afford to take it, yeah. That's where, you know, it's a hard thing to... There are enough tickets to go around to supply the man, but I generally think, as, you know, people might take it, as an L postcode, you should have a right to a certain amount of tickets as a family. Yeah, I think it's important to say, like, not, none of it's easy, and I understand, like, from the point of view that there is... A limited availability and so many people want to go to the game but that's why groups like ourselves and stuff it's important that you engage with them and listen to yeah. ideas about how you can not fix the problem because there's always going to unless the ground's 90,000 seats there's always going to be a problem with people wanting to go games that can't go but just basic things like for example the Chelsea thing's a great idea and I'm sure they've engaged with fans to come up with things like that but they've got to do more of that I think one of the the, the big things in the say it's like Steve's sort of generation and Steve going to match they went with the mates groups of mates stood on the cop you, you know myself I, I was sort of the generation where it sort of stopped I never went with my mates I went with my dad none of my mates went to match me and my brother were the only two out of our, out of our school our school was a school of 40 and under I think there was six of us who went to match you could say you know went yeah, not just like the, the old one. There were six lads out of, out of a school of 40 and 100 who, who went. That, you know, it, and, and it stopped. 
And so, like, the lads who I've met now, I've met through the match. It's not like all my schoolmates and we'll all go down to Anfield together. It was like, like, these lads, they're from the other side of the city, but you meet because, you know, we meet at the match, but it's less and less and less. And that's one of the, the things that we see now. And one of the big things that we raise is why we need the next generation is because we can see it's not there. We, we can see that, we can see the average, you know, age in the ground is, is like, 50 odd 60 because as I say the young lads can't all go the match together they can't all sit there and go come let's go to Anfield this week one we'll go two we'll go if they're lucky and that's it and, it, and then when that's you go they're not sitting with it together they're not creating that much fear you've got one in 205 and you've got one sitting in a top stand in the main stand and it, is, it, it is hard for the club I do get it the club, the club can't just like magic Extra seats. I think yeah. and just go right. We're gonna have these, and we're gonna have anyone under eighteen. You know, just dive in there and come every week. But it does need to be a solution, and 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 the powers that be do need to sit down and say, you know, it's all right now. What happens in you know, thirty years, twenty yeah. years time? Have you had discussions with the club about that kind of thing? What what maybe they can do? Uh, the, well, the, they've they've got they've got the forums. It's a couple of our couple of our members are well, when I say members, some of our lads are on those forums. So the the discussions are ongoing, and as I say, they are hard discussions. But it, it it's just finding the happy medium, and it you know, essentially, the, they can't just kick people out of the ground to create new places. But it's it's how do you do it? How do you how do you get a section for for? the next group of people coming up how do you do it and, and as I say they have the discussion that are ongoing but they are the discussion that the club are going to have to have and implement soon because as I say you do get to the age my mates just aren't interested I'll offer my mates a ticket you know and they'll just be like no I'll spend that £40 in the pub because the 90 minutes of football isn't worth it as I say they haven't got that fix that where it's like point. I've got to go I can't watch footy I can't watch Liverpool on the telly, you know, if Liverpool's gone, I'm just not going to sit there on my seat and clap, you know, you've got to have that, I've got to have that buzz, I've got to be in the ground, whereas, as I say, my mates just aren't that interested. I think, I think that's why as well, like, me and, me and the younger lads, I see it as a responsibility, I've been lucky enough to be able to go for so long, and I do get it, so we're in a fortunate position where we can go to home games, some of that's go to away games and stuff. We need to carry on the traditions because if we, because I remember before I got involved, but two years ago when I started waving the flags and that, it was a case of me and my brother used to go to the game every week, and we'd always look over at the flags and think, oh, that's great and that. But then I remember having a conversation. It was around the seventy-seven walkout time where I said, if these lads do go, and we're looking enough to carry on going, who, who's going to do that then? Or when these lads get to thirty or whatever and they stop doing it, what's going to happen then? Because no, no lads sit sit by us on the ground. So who else? Just, so there's other lads coming through, but we like we can't just sit here and go out oh, on their flags, great. We need to go and do them ourselves, wade them ourselves, get more involved, and then try and carry on as much as possible because it is important. Two things with ticket prices for me. One, the the amount of young lads that you see in their away games now because that's thirty pound and it's younger for under eighteen is affordable. So so there are younger lads that are able to go and like to these lads who are going on the coach with us and you see them at all the ways and that um, there's that and it's great like Leicester the last other week I can't remember seeing in the way and so young uh, full of like local lads and two and this is just for a completely different podcast completely because I know there's a lot of different allegiances in here 
non-league football and chief football is thriving for a reason in Liverpool talk to tend to talk about footy if that's okay but what did you make first of last season and that run to the Champions League you know it ended in disappointment obviously in the final but what fun along the way the run was like it gave you memories that like, you'll just keep with you forever it's not people say like it's put your memories or get knocked out in the group stage because you lost in the final but like sort of going to some of them away matches with like your dad and that that like stick with you forever the result like doesn't really matter sometimes the people the people who say that haven't been and don't yeah. know there you know that I, I, I that, like Rowan was just incredible Rowan away and I, it, it's it's one of them gra- it's 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 one of them grounds isn't it you know what I mean like you, it's a bucket list grounds you want to see your club play at these you know the likes of Rowan was unbelievable and the, just the, the whole so it, you just thought you, you just thought you know we're back here we're back we had a display for one of the first what, we were going to have a display for one of the first games and I, I specifically said don't do this display if we because we get knocked out in the groups and we all look stupid and it was like it was something along the lines of you, you know like the we're back or something like that wasn't that it would, would have been better but I specifically remember saying don't do it in case we get knocked out and just make embarrass ourselves and then sort of no one expected it but just as it just got on and got on and got on you just thought you know what we can go and do this we really can and then you got Man City and I remember just thinking we can beat Man City and if we can beat Man City we can get to the final and of course steamrolled them which was just as I say that was an incredible night home and away there's always a thing for me with Liverpool when we get on runs and we get on when things are going well you'd have that air of disbelief you don't know what's happening that third goal went against Man City and I didn't celebrate I just looked and you could see in a piece we're back at it we're actually doing this again the guys here going against Juventus had a similar feeling it wasn't just like well we're here to make up the numbers we're we're actually going to have a good goal with this then normal come around and when them goals going in people were laughing it was like, yeah. It, 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 yeah, it's disbelief. It wasn't like we're not just doing this. We're actually, you know, we're going to yeah. And it's like, is this actually happening? And that's the whole thing with the Dortmund game when Lovren scored that header. We were down and out. When Anfield and when Liverpool get on a run, it takes something ridiculously to stop us. And ultimately, that was Carriers because without Carriers, we win. Simple. A Salah going off is a different matter, but Carriers doesn't make them mistakes. And when again this season for me, I've, I said they're walking in. We're winning the league this year. I'm convinced of it because City haven't improved because they can't improve. Mahrez doesn't make them better. What we've got now is a span. We've got a keeper who who knows what he's capable of. He's around the bend. <laughs> all the best goalkeepers are. This isn't. You've got two centre half there now potentially who could form a partnership for ten years. You've got two full-backs who are in the 20s who are fearless. You've got a Naby Keita, who let's just have a right to, you know, he's just, he's Sam's hero by Sam's hero. You've got the front three who every team in the Premiership wants. And you've got a bench now who look options. You haven't got Lallana coming on 50% fifth in the final. You've got Sturridge who knows where he wants to play football, who can do a job. You've got Shaqiri who can come on and change games. When he come on against Leicester and he won the ball in the corner, he won as a corner playing Stoke football, not a problem. We need that snidiness because it was far too nice for too long. 
you've got options now. Liverpool will be champions in fact. I was made up when I started with stuff at user. Leicester and when Shakira got the ball and it got to stop his time. I was made up. I was like, yes, <laughs> do you stunk me? Get it in the corner. <laughs> I was what... made up. I thought, yes, we've got to play it. He'll just do it. Yeah. Finally, how many times have we seen him, you know, screamed for the corner and we've gone and tried to cross it? And we did exactly that. He got the corner. He got, he got the corner. We did it and did exactly what we needed to do. Kept it in the corner. Got a throw in and then Joe Gomez decides to launch it into the box. And I was like, what are you doing? Just keep it in the corner, but... but that's not the Liverpool way. No, it's not, That's course. what the best team done. That's what United made. Thing. How many winning games. Arsenal, do you know what the I mean? It's not... A, it doesn't have to be 5 nil every week. Winning games ugly, win your titles. I mean, just one three games they're playing 60% of what we're capable of. I'll take one nil every week. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This is why I, think, I just generally think no one wants to play us because they know what we're capable of doing. And now the fact we're winning ugly, people are going, they're arrogant, aren't they? I think that's the thing about this season. I think first time I can remember the scene, like genuine momentum going into it. Like last season was so special for like young lads like us as well because. We just about we just missed out on like I remember Istanbul and stuff, but obviously about six or seven, it you don't doesn't mean as much as it would now and going to the games. I missed out on some of them European nights and stuff. That was, that was brilliant for us. But I think from the start of this season it's felt like it's felt like last season never ending, it's been a constant thing. There doesn't seem this big hangover from Kiev or anything. Mm-hmm. It just seems like what all that we were doing last season, let's just keep this going and going. And there's like this expectancy now that you know what we can do this. Thirteen, fourteen sort of in a way came out of nowhere after Christmas. 08-09, despite the being billions and 86 points and just missing out on the league, there was all kinds going on with the manager and the owners and they never really felt like a title race race this season. Every week's like, like, like before the games, like Christmas Eve, you're looking forward to every game because you think, no, win that one, then there's what, 34 to go, win that one, 33 to go, and it feels like the genuine momentum that we can actually do something special this year. I think that's how big last, last season was on that run, is it, it just brought a lot of it back to us, just how good we are again. You know, we, 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 there were, you know, the last few seasons have just been quite barren and it's been like, yeah, well, but we can't get beat here. This is, you know, God knows what's going to happen. Now we're going into every game, we're going to win this, we can win this. There's a momentum, you're going into the ground, everyone's buzzing. Everyone's like, come on, we can do it. And as I say, it, it's kicked on from last season because we realised just how good of a team we are again. We, we've stood by Klopp. Klopp's done what he's needed to do. He's he built a force and you look at our team now and you... I, I was saying, as I say, from the transfer window, you looked at it and you thought, is there any way where we can really improve? And it was, it was finally that transfer window where you just thought, I'm, I'm just happy. Yeah. I'm really happy with the transfer window. I'm really happy with the team we're going in for, um, what we're going in with. And the, as I say, the, we've just brought that no fear back. You know, we, he has turned us from doubters to believers. We are certainly believers now. We, we do believe we can go into every game and beat every single team in front of us. No, I'm not, I'm not stupid enough and, you know, watched enough football to say that, you know, we have... But, but the difference to me with this year is, I think you've got to believe how good we are. It's no good... Everyone knows how good we are, but you actually genuinely believe what we're capable of doing. This just isn't a team that can win a game and beat City on off game. This is a team capable of going and doing silly things. No one gave us a chance against City last year. We were a, a 7 out of 10 team last year. We're a 10 out of 10 team this year. We have got everything capable to win that league. We'll go and do it. Don't just like, think what we're capable of doing. Let's go. Let's go and beat it. Go on to your goal to all the cups and focus on that league. That is it to me. If we don't win the league this year, we'll win it for another 10 years. What's second, lads? 
Premier League over Champions League prioritised this season? I, I don't know. Like, it's I, either, I, it? Yeah, you take either, but I, I haven't seen us win the Premier League, so yeah. that I hardly want to see it. But the like the journey you get on Europe, like just you can't compare. It's like what you're if you you're like in April and May, I want to be booking flights somewhere. Yeah, and that's the thing. But then the leagues, the leagues, you know, it's what you do every weekend. So to see them when that's that's the that's the peak, like well. the league, definitely, definitely, hundred percent. Yeah. I'm going to be kings of Europe and kings of England. I'm going for both. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <a good laughs> I think the thing of Europe for me is, you know, in a one-off game, anything can happen. That draw can throw up anything, do you know what I mean? But to win your league, playing against the team that you do, it's a statement. And that's what Liverpool football is about, making statements and making people realise. And once people realise that way back, people get silly and they say daft things. Marino talks about us every week. Guardiola in that City documentary was terrified of playing Liverpool. He's going to have street as nice playing Liverpool this year because we are a far better side than we were last year. And it's time to actually deliver. Yeah. And we've the, the foundations are there from last year as well, like I said to you previously. Any time we've been close to doing something, everything's fell apart. Alonso went in 09, Abelo went, but it was also a big miss. 2013 14, Suarez goes. And we bring in a load of players. The pe- the players who went so close last season are still there, and we've just added to that. So they know the feeling of going close and just missing out, and they'll be even hungrier than like what not what previous squads have been, but but they know. Want to prove a point? Yeah, they will want to prove a point. Yeah, they don't. They, you know, we seem to have this. We seem to be getting this this that instance, this reputation by certain points that with the the team that just about does it just about you know team talk about you know we get to the finals and then just lose you know what I mean but it, it, it is certainly it does seem like it's that time and they, they'll want it to be and Terry Copper want it to be where we do just get over the line and just finally you know whether it's the league or in Europe just go out and just do it just before we wrap up we've talked a lot about the relationship with you guys and Liverpool fans and the club do you feel closer to this bunch of players and, and this manager than you've, you've done to any yeah. in a long time yeah the club gonna like gotta pick the better team to come and manage in Liverpool because like you see like United and Reno it's just not the same like Klopp's got that connection with the fans like you can see you can see it when he sc- when we score he likes he celebrates like a fan and then there's some players that like properly understand the fans well like Robertson and Chamberlain last year some of the stuff doing like coming over to the fans giving the shirts when I don't even think they're supposed to do it just like says something do you know what I mean. Like Roma away was massive for that as well. Like with the banner at the end. Yeah, yeah. and not just, just, just even just for years I've always said, I'm not watching Liverpool. That the, the the players are so distant here. Wouldn't even come over towards the cop. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things I joked about when Klopp came in, I, I said to my brother, I was like, oh, finally, like they might actually show some appreciation. He might be like, let's get over and do it. And then I always remember the West Brom thing at home when he first did that, and he got me to stick for that. And I think I wish he did that every game. And I don't care if we draw or lose. I wish they'd come over and do that because we are paying all the money to come and we are behind them whatever but then I think Roman away last year when and for example Marnie breaks the line of the, the stewards and the photographers and everything's like you know what we're close, close to me but we're getting right in there with them and things like that are massive because like fans do like supporters do remember that and think you know what these are a good bunch of lads and they're with us and they get it and they want to win just as much as we do and that's all you can ask for as a supporter I think I, I love it though the way Klopp does that as you say that thing at West Brom I'd love it if they did it every week and I think you know, 
a few people didn't like it and they got a lot of stuff. If you ask every match going there who does it, if they did that every week, we'd be fully behind it. Yeah. You tell me, that, you know, Huddersfield do it because they've had the manager who's, you know, best mates with Klopp. You tell me when Huddersfield get beaten, they do that, that none of them are supportive. Of course they are. Klopp comes over and does it when we win, he comes over and gives like that fist bump. And everyone stays for it, everyone's like, yeah, you know, once we've done it. As I say, he came and did it, as I say, in Rome, he did the fall, right, right, and everyone was behind it. I, I, I'm, I'm all for them doing that every week, all for it, but one of the other things that you do see with, as I say, Klopp, is he does tell the players to come over and clap us, and they do. And, you know, years gone by, it was a half-hearted, oh, I'll walk to the halfway line, and I'll clap, and then just go, Klopp, the, the Crystal Palace, I don't know if he was saying it to, but he was like, you get right over there and clap them off, turns up, you know. And, and there is that togetherness, as I say, he's completely changed the whole club. The whole club is now, as I say, it, and it, it seems like we're all together. There, there's that strongness, you know, we're with them and they're with us. And and it hasn't been like that for an awful long time. I think the thing with Klopp is, I think he makes people realise how lucky they are to play for us. Liverpool just isn't a normal team. It never has been. It's always been unique from... Shankly's quotes to the con to whatever it is but there's something about Liverpool football that people take for granted Rafa built it but Klopp gets it Klopp actually really generally gets what it's about to be a Liverpool manager and he makes sure every player that signs from gets that as well and as a fan it's all he can ask for well, I think on that upbeat note we've kept you long enough lads beforehand um, it's worth mentioning that you can donate to these lads yeah, and, sure. help, and help yeah. them out yeah. um, if one of you wanted say what you how you can yeah through our twitter we've got our people on there which you can send donations to and we'll either send you stickers or scarves that we're recently getting in and we're going to be getting to new stocking so you can follow us on twitter or instagram at spinecock1906 or even like us on facebook you know to donate there you know it, it goes a long way and we appreciate that as you can see with the displays we had last season and there'll be more of them this season Every 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 donation that is made goes towards the, every banner and every flag and things that we do. So as I say, it is massively appreciated. Um, we do you know scarves, um, bottle openers, stickers, stuff like that. Yeah, well, yeah, we do. When we get to when we get to men, <laughs> yeah, when we get to the cup finals, yeah, we do. Uh, we do sonnets, but as I say, we just do, do do little bits that, as I say, it all builds up. For as I say, just to throw back into the pot for displays, which as I say, we, we hope to get bigger and better um, as the season progresses. Brilliant. Well, thanks very much, all lads, for joining us today. Hope you enjoyed it. I know people mm-hmm. listening at home have enjoyed it too. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.